Today I'm joined with Roisin. Roisin is a therapist. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> About time with all the fucking internet. Oh my god, oh. I was I'm actually sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I hate doing podcasts virtually because they're such a pain. I just I didn't think I was gonna because I do a lot of zooms, so I didn't think it was yeah. gonna be as but look, Difficult. we're here now, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm gonna it's get fine. you started off. So what led you down okay. the route of becoming a therapist? So I've always been fascinated by how the ma- how the mind works and stuff. And I had tried different therapists down through the years and I never understood their language. And I always thought that when people struggle, they don't have words. So when you sit in front of a person and they're just sitting there with their diary or they're sitting there with their books and they expect you to have the words to speak, to understand why you're there in the first place. And the majority yeah. of people who suffer with mental health, they don't have words. They don't have the language to express how they are feeling but they also don't understand textbook language so it's very hard if you can't relate to someone with the same language that they have it's very hard to understand that especially when you're in turmoil so I decided that when I had went through tried a couple of different different therapists and none of them were for me I decided to go back and get educated and be able to do it and see if how I thought therapy would work would work for other people and it seemed yeah. to have, seems to be working fairly good so far yeah I agree <laughs> um actually I was gonna say I remember you said to me before it your therapist should feel like you can sit down and have a coffee and a chat with them kind of thing that's how natural it should be yeah I think that like people get referred to therapists by their GPs or they'll go themselves and they think that that's the person they need to be stuck with but it's no different than your hairdresser or your PT or any of those things if you don't click with that person if you don't walk into a room and kind of go I actually can't relate to this person you should just leave like it's like been on a bad date that it's never going to work out yeah (laughs) yeah you should just and I would say like if someone comes into my room and doesn't think I could go for a coffee or I could have a pint or I could do a gym session with this person then just go yeah you know that's how, don't yeah, drag it out because you're only adding more trauma yeah, yeah I think Absolutely. it's so you're important that you feel comfortable yourself. as well to be able to open up to someone especially a therapist that's going to help you uh, you're okay trusting this person with the darkest idea a hundred percent I totally agree um what advice would you give to someone trying to find their purpose if they were a bit lost a bit stuck in life you need to go backwards first so okay. if you try and focus, you're just band-aiding over the reason why you feel like this at the minute. So Definitely. you need to start going. I say always say that people should have a journal that says this is my life and kind of go back from as far as you can remember in your life and write your story. And you'll start to see places where you felt angry or you felt upset. And like I've said to you before when I was met you that everyone's emotions, how we deal with things as an adult comes from when we were knee high. Definitely. And we need to I figure totally out those agree. things. Like if you were a person, let's say, who was late collected from school when you were little. So the emotions of standing kind of beside the teacher kind of wondering, when is my parent going to come collect me? That instills a panic in you and that stays there. So that's the same emotion of like when you're waiting for your friends to come and you're standing waiting and you're kind of get that same panic feeling. And that comes from when you're small. Like They're Definitely. all learned behaviours that we have now as adults. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I think as you get older, you need to become more like emotionally intelligent and aware of like your emotions and your reactions. And I wasn't in tune with this, my emotions and my reactions only till a couple of months ago till I actually started therapy. 
Yeah, it leaves you in a place of kind of panic because you don't understand why do I feel like this? Like, if this is irrational to feel like this as an adult and you don't understand why all of a sudden am I kind of scared being in the house on my own? Do you know those yeah, kind of things? Yeah, definitely. Um, or like, even when I started experiencing like a panic attack for the first time, like I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. Like, it's frightening. It is. And I think that people like... The words like anxiety, panic attack and all of those stuff, they're, they're completely abused by social media. And people are like, oh, my God, I have anxiety going into my bedroom. It's so messy. No, you're just nervous yeah. going in yeah. there. It's not the, it's not the same thing. No, no or people like I have anxiety about flying. No, you're nervous about flying. It's not yeah. the same thing. And I try and educate people on what anxiety really is. It's like I liken it to like a monkey on your back. It's like this constant banging at the back yeah. of your head and the mm. thoughts just stay going and going and going. Like, And it's I learning to quieten it. Yeah, the feelings as well. Like it, the feelings actually feel real. Like they feel like they like. I suppose the feeling is real that you get in like your stomach or your chest as well. Yeah, it's awful. It's like a, anxiety is very physical. Yeah, so, so you just need to. What I learned from therapy though is if you keep like be compassionate, compassionate to it, and don't like brush it off. As in, like tell yourself that you're okay and it can't hurt you. Yeah, sit with it. Learn to sit with it. Like, I think the biggest gift, one of the biggest gifts anyone can give themselves is learning to sit with themselves. Definitely. I totally agree with that. Because we chase things for validation. So we chase yeah. interaction from people or we chase, let's say, a gym session to quieten our heads. It's no different than the alcoholic who goes to the pub. Like, it's the I same totally thing. I totally agree, yeah. That was me, though, for a while. Like, I put so much emphasis on training just to numb out how I was feeling. And then I eventually broke my ankle and had to deal with it all. Now you had to learn to sit with yourself, right? And it's a quite scary thing. like It is. It is fr quite frightening, especially when you realise that, like, I realised that I kept, my cup was basically overflowing, like, and I didn't deal with anything. So it had to burst at one point. Absolutely. I always like this to, like, if you were to stand there with a plate in front of you and you put your childhood on it and then you put your teenage years on it and then you put adulthood on it and you put college on it and you kind of think to yourself, how much more of this can I hold if I don't deal with any of it? Like, Yeah, but that's why I tell people now, like, even from what I've learned, if someone asks me, God, how do you deal with that? Like, express how you feel. Like, if you need a good cry, have a good cry. Absolutely. But I'm a huge believer in writing it down because it gets, yes. what you need to do is get it out of your head and onto something else. And then even burn it as well. Like just I'm a big believer in that, yeah. Yeah, honestly, let it go. Um, what wise words or advice would you give to your younger self? My younger self, I always, always refer to her as the girl on the left. It's like she's an independent person of me now. Okay. So when I look back, so if you go down, really far down on my Instagram page and see like the older me and uh, not the older me, the younger me. And yeah. I just kind of, I always look back at her in sadness because she stayed quiet for so long. Oh, and no. I just think that if I could go back, I would tell her I loved her. Oh, I love that. And I would just so tell her true. that it would be yeah. okay. Like, don't, don't panic. It's okay. It's okay to feel how you feel now. And I have years and years where I have no pictures of me, nothing. Like, it's like yeah. I never existed because I couldn't stand who I saw looking back at me. I, yeah. And but that's so important as well. I think you have like you're stuck with yourself forever, so you really need to be happy in your own skin or almost content with the way you look as well. Yeah, I think it's not even the way you look; it's who you see looking back at you. So yeah, we can change how we look externally very easy. It's changing how we look at ourselves internally is really hard. So yeah, I agree. To stand and look at yourself in the mirror, you'll always see like you know, oh, this outfit is nice on me or whatever. But to look and mm -hmm. say the things that I like or love about myself, that's quite hard. 
It is hard though. Like if I asked you now, what's your three best qualities? Would you be able to tell me? Absolutely. Without okay, a shadow go for it. That confidence. Without a shadow of a doubt, I am a really good person to have in your circle. If I'm in your circle, I, I am that. there. Um, I love I am exceptionally kind. I have a good heart. I will sit and I will listen. And I've done the same through each lockdown. I offered a free therapy session once a week for anyone who needed it out through each lockdown. And I am a really good mom. I have two amazing kids. I love that. And that is 100% one of my best qualities is the two. I call them that when I had my kids, they became my co-authors of my story. And I am lucky to be theirs. Oh, that's so, do you know what? I'm actually like, that was amazing. And that's so inspiring because usually when you ask people that question, they're like, oh, but that just goes to show how in tune you are with yourself. Yeah, I think people, we, like I said, we chase this external validation and it's a massive thing. Like I am a huge, I'm into bodybuilding now about four years and I love it. Training (laughs) is, I always say it's my smoke break. It's like the place that I go in and I put on my earphones and I just, do what I have to do but it's by no means a band-aid fix for me but I can see a lot of people that it is a band-aid fix it's a place that they go for external validation that was the same as me for a while though I was like even on the days where I didn't feel myself or the anxiety was bad or I was just not feeling myself I'd be like oh my god Jed like go stop being so lazy instead of being kind to myself and being like you know what like rest like you, you've trained six days a week even sometimes twice a day now I don't do that anymore because ever since I broke my ankle but that's what I had to learn and honestly like breaking my ankle and hitting that rock bottom was the best thing that ever happened to me because it's opened my eyes and I'm so in tune with myself now and my emotions and how to deal with them it, it can be a scary time at the time though can't it like when yeah you... oh it's so so frightening I wouldn't wish it on anybody but like I, I'm glad I went through it now at 22 instead of being 32 do you know like that bit yeah. older I wish I was in your position I wish I was in the position where I had to face my biggest fears in my 20s and uh, that I didn't have to do it in my 30s yeah I know I'd like because like I'm fortunate enough that I live at home I don't have any like younger people depending on me you know so like really I just kind of had to deal with it and not so get over it but just deal with it and then evolve kind of from that yeah exactly like I remember when I turned 30 like literally the day I turned 30 and it happens a lot of women it's 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 an actual chemical kind yeah. of imbalance when you turn 30 you've kind of this big realization and it was like someone switched my light switch out that's exactly what it felt like I, I woke up that day it's and it was so like scary. and I remember thinking to myself I, I have two kids like what and I just felt completely numb to the world like I felt like that's exactly how I felt, I felt like it was sitting horrible. at a crossroads and if a truck had it hit into me that I genuinely wouldn't have felt it yeah I would have thought to myself if that truck hits me I actually won't feel it like I will be fine yeah and I don't really you kind of get to this hopelessness of like I don't really care if I'm here or not like that I don't know about you but that's yeah I think I just felt so numb that whether I was here or not was irrelevant I actually felt didn't feel happiness or sadness and the reason why we get to the point where we no longer feel anything is because we've it's why I'm saying that you need to address the younger you is because we suppress of all yeah. of our emotions for so long. And if we look at it like a filing cabinet, so if we kept throwing our emotions into a filing cabinet, you eventually get to the point where you can't open the drawer because you don't know when you pull that drawer open, are you going to feel a happy or a sad emotion? Yeah. So 
I hundred percent agree. Like you were even saying being numb. Like I actually went through a process where I couldn't even speak. My head was so all over the place. Like I could took me about ten minutes to register like something someone was saying to me. Do you know? Like that's how frightening. It and was. that's why I always say to people when people say, you know, um, you'd often see posts put up. If anyone needs help, just speak out. The last thing a person with their mental health suffering can say is, oh, "I need help." So if you're yeah, in someone's circle and their behavior pattern has changed you reach out because you're in a better position than the person who I is know. struggling. And I think people sit on the fence so long waiting for someone to reach out, but they can't, they don't have the yeah, words to reach I out. I know. But that's the thing. My mom and dad took charge of me when I was going through that phase. And my mom was the one who booked all the doctor's appointments, brought me to the doctor. Do you know, like I remember sitting in the doctor's being like, I'm going mad. Like you need to check me in somewhere. Like I'm not okay. Do you know, like I'm actually afraid of myself. Yeah. Do you know, like I stopped getting my mom. I stopped my mom from going to work because I was afraid I was going to do something to myself or that my family were going to die. Like that's ultimately how low I got. Like, and it, it's frightening. It's really scary, but it's it's hard at the time to understand why you're feeling like that right yeah but like I if the doctor had say, said to you how why are you feeling this way your probably only response was i don't know i just feel this way no but that's what it was i was like i have no idea and she was like oh like you're in college you, you're young you've this and that going for you and i was like yeah but you don't understand like my my head is not here do you know like it's nothing to do with what i have yeah exactly and i think doctors don't necessarily understand like from my personal experience uh, the doctors didn't help me therapy helped me and like the doctors just try throw medication at you I think people I misunderstand that they think oh I don't feel like I feel really bad so I'm going to go to my GP your GP is at best going to give you 10 minutes at best and that's all yeah. the time that they have they're under serious pressure people don't reach out to a therapist they will reach out to a GP first and then they'll be medicated and they assume the medication is going to fix it. But all it's going to do is, is slow your brain down a bit. It's not going to fix the issue. But that's the, th that's the thing. Even the medication, I remember I had to go on medication and I was so terrified. Like, I was like, what's happening to me? Like, why is this happening? Like, I was on three Xanax a day because my body would go into panic attacks from the minute I woke up in the morning until I went to bed and I even at that, like, if I could sleep, do you know, like, yeah. it was so bad. And the exhaustion you know, like, is something that that you can never describe oh. to anybody in words like but I, I remember even going through this and I was like, mom, you can't tell anyone. Like, nobody can know this about me. And now, since I've came out of it, I'm like, do you know what? Like, people probably look at my Instagram and think I have this perfect life. And I got a text message yesterday saying, oh, my God, I listened to your podcast. I can't believe you normalize mental health. Like, you look like someone who has it all, has a perfect life. And that's how false social media actually is. Yeah, and that is why younger people, like the generation even below you again, should be educated in that social media is literally a tiny tiny glimpse into somebody's life teeny tiny and they only put their best self on it you'll never see a photo of someone crying on it no well i have <laughs> but yeah, yeah no but to be fair like i started talking out about mental health talking on my stories you know like this would have jesus if you had to tell me a year ago i'd be doing a podcast or talking on my stories on instagram i'd be like what are you on about yeah, you know exactly like, because you just think it's going to be left to the people who's who portray these perfect life that they kind of have the right yeah. to do it but people only want to see all of these good things but perfection doesn't exist 99 percent of the population literally go through mental health and the amount of messages I got flooded with when I opened up about my mental health being like oh my god like I don't feel like unnormal now because I'm really suffering too do you yeah. know so it, it's okay to not be okay but just remember that basically a bad day isn't a bad life well I always say that people need to look at bad days like visitors you kind of have to sit with yeah. them for a while but you can eventually tell them to leave like 
Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Okay. Um, could you explain the term narcissism or gaslighting as simply as possible? I don't think people okay. really understand so it. So there's very few people who specialize in narcissism because a lot of it wouldn't, a lot, up until quite recently, it wouldn't have been looked at as a condition where narcissistic behavior okay. is actually a personality trait. Um, it's, a, it's actually, mm -hmm. born, you're actually born that way. It's not a learned behavior. Okay. And narcissism. Can you unlearn it? Uh, they reckon that the amount of narcissists who would go through therapy, maybe 5% could be reformed. Oh, that's because scary though, because it is, takes a narcissist so much to admit that they're narcissistic. It's the very same as an addict. Yeah. You know, an addict can go in and say, I am an yeah. addict. And that's the only way that they'll start therapy. For a narcissist to admit that they're a narcissist is never really going to happen. The scary thing about a narcissist is, is that they can create a story in their head and they actually believe yeah. it. So, and then they yeah. have these things called flying monkeys who are their supporters. And okay. they also believe it. So kind of like if you said that uh, I went down and I saved this family from a burning fire. Okay. Yeah. Then the newspaper, the local newspaper comes out and it says that Brian Murphy saved the family from the local paper. And then, but your, your flying monkeys will read it and they won't see Brian Murphy. They'll see your name. They'll see Jade saved the okay. family because you have convinced them that this is reality. Um, wow. narcissists that are exceptionally controlling they're, they're like I say they're like chameleons they're like the people who can interchange in each group of friends so in, in one group of friends they'll be like the fitness buff the next one they're going to be yeah. into hill walking the next if the next group of people are into partying and socializing that's what they'll do they just interchange between each thing so they're like chameleons and gaslighting is a huge trait of a narcissist it's a huge sign okay. so if you're in a relationship with a narcissist for example and there's domestic yeah. violence. So if the narcissist comes home and there's domestic violent event happens, then you wake up the next morning and they've kind of you're lying in bed and you're bruised and you see then that he's after he or she is after cleaning the entire house. And you're like, Yeah, did that really happen yesterday? You start to question your entire oh, reality. Your and you then yeah. live in a mm. state of on offense for the rest of your life where you have no idea what is real and not, and you start to think, maybe it's me. So you will start to apologize. That's so frightening. It's terrifying. And you will, and it takes people a really long time. You become um, programmed to live your life like that, to live your life kind of in the gray all of the time. And they will control. So is there a particular person that, like, do nurse, are narcissists aware of what they're doing or they this is subconscious a, kind of thing? To a point, it's a subconscious kind of thing. It's a predominantly male trait. But if you find a woman okay. who's a narcissist, she'll be 10 of any man. Jesus. So like, would they just sort of target like empath, empath people kind of, as in like people who are like people pleasers? Yeah, look, they'd be drawn to empathic people because they're kind of the people mm. who are easier to manipulate to a point because they'll spin you a good story. Like there's a great line that says yeah. you will never They will always wow. have found their, their way in all of the time. So basically a narcissist is someone who kind of puts themselves first and everything has to be about them that's what i've gathered from what you've said yeah like i said they can turn everything back around without yeah. a doubt every single thing that happens so in they're life, never in the wrong kind of thing they're just never they're but they will right. have you believing that you are the one in that the you're, you're wrong the one yeah insane. you'll often hear a narcissist spin the line going you're too emotional oh my god or sensitive and it's because they <laughs> 
or sensitive that's another great one yeah or i'm just joking <laughs> but what happens is yeah i'm just oh yeah i didn't uh well, don't take offense but those are my favorite yeah. but you'll often yeah. find like um it's where people will go to the doctor and they'll feel like they're suffering from anxiety or they're suffering from depression yeah. but a lot of it comes from narcissistic abuse so that's what my issue with going so to the what, gp when you yeah. feel like that is you're being treated for the symptoms but not the cause so he okay so what genuinely happens to the person say that that is controlled by a narcissist then like well the, they start to lose their sense of reality okay yeah they have they become they completely will withdraw themselves from social environments because they don't know what's real and what's not a narcissist like so you, they kind of bel- belittle the person then belittle the person um if so what they would sense. do is let's like, say you know the the saying house angel street devil or yeah uh, street angel mm-hmm. house devil so like you could be in public and yeah. people are like oh my god that is the best partner i've ever seen so supportive unbelievable but yeah. then behind closed doors it's a completely different environment yeah a narcissist okay the one the great way to spot a narcissist is a narcissist has does not have the ability to feel pain or empathy towards another person ever okay they that part of their brain the signals just don't go there so what advice would you give to someone who was in a narcissistic relationship or say friendship like how would you deal with that like when you become aware well look a friendship is much easier to build a boundary okay but when it comes to a relationship you more so are questioning your sense of reality especially if it's a relationship Mm. because you're invested in it you know we can walk away from friendships much easier than we can walk away from partners definitely and i agree because we give some of our soul to our partners whether we choose to or not that's just how life progresses and i agree if a person who is in a narcissistic relationship will be a person who's showing signs of depression and anxiety they will have this serious thing of overthinking they will go through all that and Mm -hmm. my advice is if you have anything like that in your head is to seek out therapy and try and figure your way back from the start of this relationship how much have you changed yeah what is really the reality that goes on behind the four walls of your relationship but that's so scary that that like a narcissist can make a person believe that they're in the wrong and they have to constantly apologize like that is frightening it's absolutely frightening but it happens way more than people give credit for and like sometimes like i would have people come into clinic and they could be 30 years in a relationship like that and never knew that that was the life they lived but they then have been treated with medication for depression and anxiety for years and for um complex post-traumatic disorder and not know why because no one ever questioned why do you feel like this you know what is your reality of your relationship and i'll often have people come in for therapy and i'd say what's your relationship like and they'd be like oh it's great and then about maybe 10 yeah. weeks into therapy, then all of a sudden something will have happened. And I'm like, oh, OK, so it's not that great. Then. Yeah. You know, because yeah. people, they, they believe uh, definitely they believe it's their fault. Okay, another... like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Like, and that's frightening. Like, that's really, really frightening. Um, how is your mindset so incredible? Like you genuinely inspire me as a person. Like what tools would you use in your life? Um, tools would definitely be to, like I said, create the story of of what my life was to date and what I experienced along those ways. Okay. And and I, I'm a big believer in closing circles. Like you can never, sometimes we seek to close a circle with that individual person that maybe made us feel like that. But we need, to, you never okay. always get closure from people. 
So you need to accept that you just make that closure in your own head. And if you write it down, like let's say you had an argument with a grandparent when you were young and it made you feel crap, yeah. right? And you can look back and think of seven-year-old Jade had this big row. And all you have to say mm-hmm. is like in, to write down in your story is I wish you apologized to me, but I'm, I've accepted that you didn't. Yeah, so basically realize it's almost the same that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react. Absolutely. And it's closing all those little circles. And it kind of makes you understand then why, let's say, if you always seek the apology, maybe I always seek the apology because I never got them when I was little or I never got the big, a big events that happened in my life. I never got an apology for that. And it's kind of saying to yourself, well, if someone doesn't offer me an apology, I'm going like, I don't believe in forgiveness. Okay. Okay. I think we, we Mm -hmm. seek, we think like if someone did something bad to you, you think automatically in your own head, like I just have to forgive them, but you don't, that person has to seek forgiveness. You don't have to offer it. That person is the person who did wrong. So you shouldn't be ed up with the fact that I need to forgive this person. No, you, I totally you agree. need to allow yourself to accept what happened and move on. Yeah, definitely. So my agree. mindset comes from working backwards and cl- kind of closing circles and building bridges and like to be OK with the trauma that I went through in life. Yeah. And be OK with the negative emotions and understand that I went through all of them, but I'm here now. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, these things are so normal. Every single person. Like, I don't think there's one person out there who doesn't have a problem in their life. Well, I think that's the great thing in a way about the pandemic, Jade, is that people for the first time ever lost their band-aids. So they lost the gym, they lost their social life, they lost the ability to constantly meet up with groups of friends, the things that kept your mind busy. And now you have to sit with yourself. Yeah, and realise what type of person you are or who you want to be. Yeah, so it exposed a lot of people who would have thought that mental health would never touch their door. I know, I would have never... I honestly never felt like I suffered with mental health before until last year. Last August, I went to Belfast with my friends and I had a panic attack on a night out and I didn't understand what the hell it was. I just started crying because I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. But that's the first time I've ever experienced, from what I can remember, experienced anything like that. It's crazy. But I think that people also, and a great saying to always remember is what happened to me doesn't define me. I'm going to allow it to drive uh, me. Yes. Yeah. Use the pain and the rock bottoms as the motivator for change, really. And that's what I'm implementing into my life now. Like, I'm, I've kind of changed my mindset from I used to knock myself so much being like, you're not good enough for this. You're not good enough to that. And I've changed it to now to now why not me like why the fuck can't I do that do you know like what's stopping me what's standing in my way like get out of your own head kind of absolutely thing. but it's also to use it in the most positive way of kind of acknowledging we all have to acknowledge like we all have downsides in our personalities every one of us 100 percent, yeah and it's acknowledging look these are my flaws but I'm okay with them like if yeah. we all were good all of the time then everything in life would be boring and they're they're all yeah I love that saying (laughs) like they're all just our quirks and they make us who we are like I would be one of those people who like to be I'm either really really on time or late like there is no just arriving on time there's no in between there's no in between and I'm also one of those people who I'm either black or white I'm in or I'm out I can't sit on the fence it's a very uncomfortable place for me I'm not happy to sit there so I make my decisions on people quickly Yeah, no, I'm like, no, you see, I'm very naive. I think everyone's nice, but I'm kind of learning that not everyone's nice or not everyone has your best interests at heart. When you're trying to unlearn that as a learned behavior, the best tip I can give you is to 
listen to their language towards you. So just sit yeah. back and listen. And it could take you two or three weeks of like text messages or meeting up and sign the yeah. of how does that person speak to me? And also how does that person speak about other people to me? Because that's how she's he yeah, or she is going definitely. to speak about me when I'm not here. Yeah, but I also noticed to listen to your gut feelings. Like I've gotten, like when I start going through the anxiety, if I'd be around like certain people, like I would get really, really anxious and really bad. And I think that sort of energy is kind of telling you, like you shouldn't be getting bad vibes off someone if, you know, like you shouldn't really be surrounding yourself by someone like that if you're getting such bad vibes. Well, I'm a huge believer, and aside from psychology and all that stuff, in your gut feeling, like yeah I definitely like I would have brushed that off like even like if I was seeing someone or something I'd be fucking painting the red flags green yeah you'd be kind of like yeah yeah no it's okay it's okay yeah yeah no this is fine but then when I sat back and like even this this year I've really evolved as a person and I'm looking at like particular behaviors and I'm like that's actually against my boundary like why did I accept yeah. that and you know what it's you have to forgive yourself for that too like you genuinely have to consciously forgive yeah. yourself for making crappy decisions and saying but I did learn from it so yeah but that's the thing it's either a blessing or a lesson and I'm not just saying them other people you know like I'm not saying just other people are at fault like you sit back and look at your own behavior being like okay well what could I have done better there absolutely is there any way I could have prevented this is there anything I could have done differently and that's why journaling is a great thing because it makes you open up to your own your own behaviors too because as much as you're writing the story you also have to write your version of events but that's the thing. I wasn't. I used to be such a people pleaser that I'd put everyone's needs above my own. And it wasn't until I realized, hang on a second, Jade. Like if you don't fill your own cup, how the hell are you going to help? Because that's a else? toxic trait too, right? It is. It's very toxic, and it's very hard to unlearn when you're such a yes person and you're like, yeah, do you know, like I'd almost be like, oh my god, I don't want to tell my friend no in case she's like, oh my god, yeah, in like, case they fall out know, with me, like, you know, or in I mean, case that they think I'm yeah. a bad person now, or. But then, you've, like I said, you have to kind of sit and listen to what their language is towards you. So kind of like if I'm in pain, would they arrive at my door? Yeah, I, I, there's this girl on Instagram and I swear to God, ever since I've heard it, it's sat with me. So you have drains and you have radiators. Okay. Get around people who radiate you up, not drain you. So That's I a good that. one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, what is your opinion on people seeking external validation from things like social media? Like I used to be terrible. People for seek external validation when they don't trust their own thoughts about themselves. Yeah, I was very indecisive as a person. I'm very self-conscious. That's why I thrived off like likes on Instagram and stuff. And that's so unhealthy. I think that especially your generation, you traded currency for human human interaction to likes and loves. So you lost the ability yeah. to have human interaction. Because social media took over. Like you'd see young people out in a pub and they'll be on their phones. Or even to go down like online dating at such a young age, like there's none of this like, will you shift my mate thing? That would have been my generation. Yeah. Got, <laughs> in the, in, do you know what I mean? That's, that's gone. So and like it's such a sad thing that That was gone. when I was, it, it, that was when I used to go to the fucking nightclub. Well, not the nightclubs, you know, like the kids disco. Yeah, that used to be like, oh, when you yeah. get my friends, like that's so funny. But when you think about it, that's gone. <laughs> right it like is though that happening are gone everything is done through your phone and we lose the ability for human interaction and that is quite upsetting when you think and you look at it that people now just rely on it their is. phones for everything so instead of like someone saying to you you know you're a really nice person i noticed in my kid when my youngest was oh she was probably about three and we were shopping and there was this girl and she was dressed real funky in h&m 
and my little one ran over and she goes, yeah. I think you're the prettiest girl in the whole shop. And she started oh. crying and she said to me, it's been so long since somebody physically told me that I was pretty. Do you know she would? But you know what? You don't, re- you don't realize like a compliment like that could go a long way and make someone's whole day. Yeah, but see, when you get it on your phone, it's a two second emotion. Yeah. If you get it in real life, it's yeah. something that will stick in your heart. I know, because I hundred percent like I remember having a bad day when I was in teaching a class, and at the end of the class, and I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked, but it it turned my whole mood around. And not that like at the time I was in such a bad headspace, so it was um I was dep- like seeking external validation kind of thing. Yeah. But one of the kids turned around to me and was like, "Miss, you know, like I really enjoyed that lesson, and I hope you have the best day." And I I nearly start crying. I was like, "Oh my god, did a twelve year old just say that to me?" Like, <laughs> yeah, but see, we've <laughs> lost the ability to hear words because we rely on our phone so much. Whereas if you're going to yeah, give someone a compliment, say thing. it. Do you know? Yeah, like I hype people up. And that's another thing. There's room at the table for absolutely everyone. So why do people tear people down? Yeah, but also don't be afraid to close off your table. That's important too. Like, I agree. You yeah. know, not everybody is for everybody. And that's perfect. And you not should be okay with that. Not everyone a place in yeah, your life either. Absolutely. And you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea either. Not everyone's going to like you or you're not going to like everyone that's either. that's when you and stop okay. seeking external validation. When you finally say to yourself, look, yeah. I'm just not their people and they're not mine. And that's cool. Yeah, just accept Yeah, yeah and that's don't cool. carry like, that emotion in your head. Just leave it. Yeah, but like that's the thing. Like you're not going to click with certain people, and that's completely and utterly fine. Absolutely, and and like I said, I was saying to you before that when people express their opinion about you, you don't have to take it inside your head. That's the thing. I love the saying. Um, people's opinions of you are none of your business and I used to like I used to let opinions of people be like oh what the fuck is she doing like get in on me and now like ever since I started doing the podcast and talking about my stories I'm like I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me if I'm happy with what I'm doing myself like you should 100% treat your pod like your diary you know like this is just how I'm expressing myself my interests my whatever you want to listen to it listen to it if you don't don't my um my motive for it was to like if I can help one person that will make my whole day do you know like I would have loved someone to be able to help me when I was in a hard place or in a rock bottom like I would have loved something like this to listen to absolutely because do you know what like I said before when you're really struggling you have no words but if you can hear someone else speak and you can relate to what they're saying you can kind of say to them, that's how I feel but it should be normalized like therapy should be cool because I'm 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 serious when I say if it wasn't for my parents um or therapy like I probably wouldn't be here today and that's that's scary yeah, like I never understand how people um they will go and spend like every two weeks they will get their gel nail top up or whatever but it's the same price for therapy yeah. and therapy is your head like it you have to live with yourself yeah. for the rest of your life yeah, yeah. you're so stuck why with not yourself people look like, at, so like you may as well I argue the point when people were on about gyms or you know, that they should have stayed open during the pandemic because they're an essential service. Well, you can deem the same thing mm-hmm. for the girls who say they can't leave their house without their lashes or the girls who cannot I function totally without agree. their nails or the alcoholic who can't function without the pub. It's the same thing. It's just a band-aid yeah, fix. I know. Whereas therapy... But that's the thing, even even with social media, going back to, like, the fa- false eyelashes and, like, how you look and stuff. Like, so many people rely on filters and they don't genuinely look like that. So I'm trying to do that on Instagram where I don't use filters. Like, I don't, like, try and make myself look like a completely different person because 
that's like someone could look at my phone and be like oh my god she's gorgeous you know like and if it was filtered and photoshopped like that's not like we've all seen people and we've seen their pictures and then we're out and we're like oh my god you look nothing like that i I, I actually watched the story two minutes ago you don't look like that i hope i'm not i hope i'm not a catfish (laughs) but that's how like that's how the world has gone you know like i was i know sad yeah because people then start to believe that that's what they look like and that it's the perfect body or the, a certain way. Like, I don't, I think you should be body confident no matter what size you are. And like, realize, like, it, I'm still not, like, I lost a lot of weight. I lost a stone when I was really sick and I got really upset about it. And I was like, what's the point of getting upset about it when I could just change it and enjoy the journey while I'm on it instead of being like, I'll be happy when I lift that amount of weight or have that amount of muscle. Well, you I know? always say like, I would have weighed, um, I've lost 55 kilos in total. Yeah, what? I was an entire other portion oh my of myself. God. And I would have been far more confident in my skin then than I would be now. That is crazy. But I think people should go to the gym for their mind and the physique is just a bonus. Like I said, you can change your physique so much easier than you can change yourself internally. Like So easy. I never found the struggle to lose weight hard. I... You have it's like yeah. you have to learn the feelings of like, do you starve your feelings or do you eat your feelings? You know, why do you turn exactly. to food? Why that... do you starve yourself? You have to learn those things first yeah. in order to... Like, I've never put that weight back on. Because I... Un- yeah. yeah. But that's all boiled back to my yeah. inside as well. Like, I remember I ran half a marathon before. And before it, like, I was only running three months. I was like, how the hell am I going to run this? But I'm telling you, your mindset is what powers you through. Like, your brain doesn't realize what's real Exactly. And you real. can convince the mind to do anything. Okay, okay, so on that note, how can people become more emotionally intelligent? And what I mean by this for people who don't understand the term is like be able to deal with their emotions and express, like not react in a bad mood, kind of realize like, okay, I'm not going to give a reaction because I'm not in a good mood kind of thing. How do we become more emotionally intelligent? I think the key to that is is learning. Okay, so the biggest presence anyone will ever give themselves is learning acceptance of your own behaviors acknowledging yes, acknowledging 100%. and accepting behaviors of others in your life and building a boundary yeah. and being happy to build that boundary and not not yeah, sit on I the totally fence agree. of that boundary if you make a decision in your head look this person isn't for me like I, and not that there's anything wrong with them they just they're not my vibe being okay with yeah. that and not not been feeling like you've this fomo of been left out of that person's company being okay with those things yes. and that's how you become more emotionally intelligent because you stop dipping your hands in loads of pies to try and keep people happy all of the time yeah but that's another thing I found with emotional intelligence like mine has totally evolved in the sense that like self-belief is huge like I had I had such a like I was basically bullying myself in my own head I'd be like you're not good enough for this like why the hell are you even in teaching like you can't do this you can't do that instead of being compassionate and being like why the hell not kind like, of like have when, an imposter that's syndrome that's when life like... really changes yeah it really changes when you get in tune with your thoughts and ask yourself smarter questions like why can't I do that or yes I am good enough like the same thing like you should be saying to yourself imagine I'm standing here what are you 22 imagine I'm standing here and I'm in front of these kids and they will know that they don't have to wait until they're in their 30s they don't have to wait that they could stand here and teach and help people like you it's not so long ago that you left school so you completely understand what they're going through yeah and therefore make their life easier but that's that's another thing actually I was talking to one of the teachers today and she goes Jade 
do you know what when you qualify will you please do sphe or bring like the well-being program or something to do with like training kids how to like express their emotions she goes you'll be absolutely fantastic at that like and that's something I'd aspire to do because I think it's important that us as teachers help kids yes academically but also holistically in the sense that they deal with their emotions do you know like develop as a whole person this is it like I and also like younger teachers are able to say to people students in their class you know about social media about don't use filters yeah be, be who you are do you know keep human interaction going like um i don't know if you've done much research much research on love languages but love languages are the way the only yeah, way I that do. you will I, ever have yeah. any kind of relationship with your parents with your work colleagues with your friends is understanding what each person's love language is and that's how you learn to communicate with them and as a teacher it's the same that I you can totally stand agree. in a room and kind of say well look that girl or boy he responds better to praise this person hates praise but would much yeah. more appreciate to be working in teamwork to be closer to other people do you know it's Definitely. I totally agree because no two students are ever the same. Same as like, I love the term. There's only one you and that's your superpower. Nobody is. There's the same. a question for you. If you were to have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, I like this. Well, um, I tell you mine, then you can think. OK, so mine, mine okay, would be yeah, the ability go. to freeze time. I think that we don't be present enough. Oh, my God. I just thought Yeah, that. we don't be present yeah. enough in the time. So like we'll all whip out our phones or we'll all do whatever, but we're not present. So we don't take in what's really happening. Yeah. So if I had the... You see, I was actually, I was going to say that as well. I'm not yeah. copying you, but like I, I try and make a conscious effort, you know, like me and my dad never spent much time together. And over the last, like since I got sick, I'm like, right, we need to go for a walk. So we go for a walk every like either Saturday, Sunday morning. But I consciously make an effort to be present in the conversation or the now. And I do that when I meet yeah. anybody. But I think that's what people have lost the ability and to I do think is that's to just so be important. present. Yeah. And yeah. like I am a big Yeah, being present and really I'm yeah. a big believer in, you know, if freezing time, if you have a really good moment to just shut your eyes and enjoy it. Because all we have at the end of yeah, the day is I our memories. That. And but only we have the ability to make them. Yeah. But also, I no, do you know what my superpower would be? I'd take away fixed mindsets Ooh. and like make everyone believe that they can achieve anything that they want to once they put their like head to too. it. And just believe in themselves. Like, I would definitely, that would be my favorite. Like, that's what, why I actually wanted to start the podcast to realize, like, to, to give people that push that, like, you know, like, you don't have to be grinding 24 7. Like, take down time, you know, like, but write goals down and tell, don't ever tell yourself you're not going to achieve them. Tell yourself that you are going to achieve them. And, like, why the hell not? Like, which is why I think short. people should never put a timeline on their goals. And the pandemic should have shown people no, that because if you were those people not. who had a five year plan, you were four years into it and now we're shut down for a whole year. It's like, definitely adapt to change as well absolutely it's thing. like um a real toxic behavior people have is you know if you're coming to a traffic light and you say to yourself if this traffic light yeah. turns green my day is going to be a good day yeah and then then yeah, if it goes red you're going like that's it my thing. entire day is ruined but even the day, like I was actually only sitting back thinking the other day, like how much my mindset's evolved. I was kind of like, I used to be like counting down the hours, say if I, I used to work in a mortgage company, I'd be like, for God's sake, when is this day going to be over? And I'd be counting down the hours. Whereas now, like I get up in the morning and I go into teaching. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I get to go in here and do this job. Yeah, and actually you know, that's why I think it's like... so important to find what sets your soul on fire, really. Like life's too short to do a job just for money or 
that you're depressed in. Yeah, well, like I saying that the only thing that they don't make more of is time. You can make more money. Yeah, you can definitely. make more friends. You can have a new relationship. But the only thing that will ever run out of life is you'll time. never get the... Yeah, and you'll never get the experiences back either. Never, ever. So people take time for but granted. I was, way I was too also much. thinking as well. Time is more so like an illusion. Like we all have, like I hate people who used to think, oh, I don't have time to do that. We all are given the same 24 hours. Get up an hour earlier, go to bed an hour later or earlier. Do you know, like you are in control of how your day goes. Absolutely. It's the same, like I was saying, that if you're having a bad day, sit with it. It's like visitors, but you can tell it to leave too. Like, Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm just going to move on because we literally have 15 minutes and I have a few more questions for you. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give to someone who has really low self-esteem and just feels all around worthless in themselves? Like not good enough for anything. Okay, so what I would do is I would get them to the people, the last five dialed numbers in their phone or the last five text messages in their phone. I would get them to ask all of them, what is the reason why you stay in my circle? What is it about me I are the reasons that. why That's that you're still really here? Yeah. And then every day That's I would go really, back I've and never I would thought of that. Them all the <laughs> Yeah. I think affirmations are a big thing as well. Like te- or listening to like I listen every single morning I'd listen to a motivation podcast being like, you know the ones where it's like, you can do it, or like, why can't you do this? You know, like just to, yeah. just to but get see, all myself, of that like, stuff only works if you've dealt with the past reasons of why you felt low in the first I agree. place. And then you can use those things as positive tools totally for brand agree. new foundations to move forward. A hundred percent. What stigma does society have that needs to be put in the bin? Stigma? Um, what society? Does... Like something controversial. Oh, I actually wrote this one down, I think. Um, oh, did you? I think so. Um... That, oh, okay, that it's easy to write and speak positive thoughts, but living it is completely different. Oh, I love that. Um, I actually really like that. That's so is, yeah. true. You have to implement, you have to take action. Like, that's all the law of attraction as well. People think that you can just wish for these things and they're going to appear. No, you need to make it crystal clear what you want to go after and you need to work yeah, your a great off saying, for it. And it says, practice what you post. Yeah. Oh, my friend actually said to me the other day, like, I like I kind of just go on about, like, looking for the positives even in negative situations. And sometimes I notice myself, I'd get really upset or, like, take things really personally. And she's like, bitch, eat your own words and, you're and like, your own advice. <laughs> like, I'm great <laughs> at giving advice, but I'm terrible yeah, at taking true. it. And that it's, um, you know, to be conscious of what your Band-Aid fixes are. So if you see someone in, like, I, I raised Definitely. a thing yes, the other night about a very popular influencer who I don't agree with, but she was being sponsored by okay. a online counseling service. But on that, oh, yeah, I've on that this. online counseling service, you there, you're asked. There was three initial questions. So the first question was, "What is your about yeah, finance, like, What's your sexual it? orientation? That's irrelevant when you're going to counseling. What is your religious yeah. beliefs? Also irrelevant. And how do you view your financial situation? Yeah also irrelevant so that goes to show that that yeah, company that's terrible that's just uh, is either is either selling your information money, really. because they're it's a marketing tool or that they are basing on what kind yeah. or level of therapist they're going to provide you with depending on your earnings 
and that is not how therapy should work that's ridiculous no it's not like I think anyone who needs therapy like regardless if it's private or it's like like kind of free or affordable like it, there's loads of therapists out there loads of and there's some wonderful and like you don't like you don't like that's that shows how much you love your job like giving one free session a week like do you know like that is but amazing. I think if people can't give up an hour out of their week there's something wrong with you definitely and I love that do you know the term well I implement into my life an hour of power give yourself an hour every single day just to do something just for absolutely. you absolutely like and people misuse what self-care is sometimes people assume self-care is like lighting a candle and painting your nails self-care is actually going yeah. internally into your head into the place that you never wanted to visit and being okay with that definitely okay. um okay so my last question. no go sorry no no go go on okay my last question okay. for you now if you could put yourself in my position, what question would you ask yourself? Uh, I would ask myself, how do I speak to myself? What kind of language do I use oh, towards I myself? And, um, and I yeah. would be, learn, definitely learn at your age to be content in my own company. Like the 17 years between yes, you and I. That's, and that's one thing I'm doing. actually growing on. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's one I I never used to be okay on my own, even only a couple of months ago. And now I love spending time with myself. It's so cool because I'm like my own best friend and my own number one fan now. Like you said a few minutes ago, like you're the only person that you have to live with forever. Yeah. And friendships, relationships, even family sometimes can come and go. Like you can't depend on anything or anyone. You can, like, it's a bonus to have people and good things in your life, but, like, don't depend on them. Like, be able to stand up on your own two feet Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Like, you have to just realise that the only person that you genuinely need to be nice to is yourself. And if you're nice to yourself, you will not thing. accept really people like... treating you badly or wrongly. Or And that goes for work. It goes I for everything. Because totally you kind agree. of say to yourself, do you know what? You actually don't speak to me yeah. correctly. And so let's just not. No, Exactly. But that's the thing. I remember saying to my mom when I was sick, I was like, I feel like I'm bullying myself in my head because I was constantly knocking myself all the time. And I actually kind of like when I came out of that, like I was like that for years, like constantly never believed in myself. Like I remember I'd be up half the night before I got my college results being like, I'd failed, I'd failed. And I'd get A's and B's. And my mom would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you feel like, like your leaving cert you know, was like, a I'd big trigger for you? Yeah, my leave insert was a huge trigger. And that's what I want to enforce when I go into teaching. Not to put so much pressure on kids to go into government jobs or that makeup artistry or PT. All these other jobs are not real jobs because they are. And like you can do whatever you want with your life. Absolutely. And your leave insert points don't determine your life. Like I cried the day I got my leave insert results. I wanted to be a primary school teacher and I didn't get the Irish grade. I was 2% off the C3 and I thought my life was over. And now I'm a secondary school teacher and I couldn't imagine being well, a primary school teacher. Well, my CAO form I filled out to be, I went, I got my course, was computer networking and optic communications. And that was into, that, that is in 2000. Mad. So 21 years later, I actually still don't even know what that course is about. That's true. Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, and it's just because that no, was but you know what? Like, but your path is set out for you anyway. So if things don't work out, be, get ready to level up when the universe is shifting you in a well, new like direction. Well, like until I basically. went through my own journey and, and made peace with my own past and peace with my own trauma, I could never have worked at this. So yeah. even if I had studied this back then, I would have been, um, I would have been like imposter syndrome because I would have been textbooking, telling people how to deal with <laughs> yeah. things, but I never would have witnessed them.
So I'll only take yeah, on but that's clients the thing. that I can like, relate I to. Just... Like I can't relate to addiction. Even though I studied it, I can't relate to it because I never was yeah. addicted to anything. Yeah, totally agree. But that's another thing, going back to the imposter syndrome. Like, if you, I kind of started realizing, like, how mean I was to myself. And, like, I actually got really upset about it. And I was kind of like, I wouldn't, like, my mom was like, you wouldn't tell me, like, speak to me how you speak to yourself. So, like, if you wouldn't speak to yourself, to someone you love like that, why speak to yourself like that? Like, you should love yourself. Or do you ever hear the term, we list off the people we love and we don't even list ourselves? But that's we why I'm saying that you should be able, like, everybody should be able to stand in front of a mirror and name three things that they like or love about themselves. I'm in that process but now. But you get I'm there. Not there yet, but that yeah. was so inspiring. Yeah, I was so inspired to hear you just like be able to be like blah 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 because we always are so easy at listing off the negative. Absolutely, like, and it's the same way I was saying when you were saying about someone who struggles to find their own self worth is to ask the people who are in their circle why are they there. Rather than seeking it off strangers online. But that's the like thing. we can all put up a bomb ass picture online and get all these likes. That's cool. But it, it, it carries no yeah. weight. <laughs> Only that 10 seconds of when you see your but notifications. That's the thing, then. But if people who are actually in your circle tell you all why the reasons, what they see in you, not that you got nice hair or nice nails, not, not what they see in you, what they go to you for comfort or, or any of those things. So if we get it from a physical person that we see and I know totally and touch, it, it carries much more weight in our lives. But it does like a hundred percent, and that's why it's so important to get around people that are like you. So like, like like-minded your, people. Your vibe is your tribe. Yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe. I love that. But it's true, I mean, and like so you and as you grow internally, your tribe changes because your vibe changes because you you spot negative people much easier. Definitely. You spot people who let's say don't feed your soul. They're just friends or whatever out of years because it's you just knew each other years so you're just there together years yeah yeah growing up but you don't owe anyone anything so if someone's not serving you don't please don't keep them in your life absolutely be perfectly okay yeah and so, I, I used to let people go over my boundaries and now I sit back and I'm like Jesus Christ I know my worth now I'll never let someone do that again do you know so like that's where the level enough and you spot it miles it. off now once you've experienced it once yeah, 100%. it would be a big red flag, and you won't even worry about painting it green. You know? Yeah, I <laughs> know, definitely not. Actually, I okay, have another go. question for you because this is like I'm real into, I became real into like self development okay. books the last year. Is there any books that ever changed your life or a your book perspective? book called Obliquity is the name of it. And, and I'll text you the spelling okay. of it. I've it's never a, heard of it. It's a fascinating okay. small <laughs> book, and it's kind of about your mindset and your goals and it's written by an amazing man and I actually have a copy of it here somewhere but I will send you the book it is a yeah I'm an English teacher but I don't think yeah, I it's not a word that that now. It's, I always said it's like a word your man made up himself but it's a really really good yeah but mine would I've literally screamed from the rooftops. I read this book in three days called You Are a Badass. And that's why I actually sent it to you. Like it changed my whole outlook. Yeah, I have actually set it down to get ready to read it. And it's, um, I was kind of flicking through it. It looks like a really, really good book. 
Yeah, but I even like highlight, like when I read, I highlight key things because I'd often like re- not reread books, but go back being like, okay, what was really significant to me in that book that I want to carry so with the rest the, of sorry, my life? Sorry, I'll go back to the book. So it's the title of it is, is Why Our Goals Are Best Achieved Indirectly by a man called John Kay. And um, it's actually really good. It is the only book I've ever read that flicks my mindset. Okay, I definitely have to invest in that one. I literally have got, I'm reading at the minute, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant, and he is just so inspiring. That's, so the kind of, I'm here flicking through the biog of it, right? So it has the wealthiest people from John, from Andrew Cagney to Bill Gates achieved their riches through a passion of their work, not because of their materialistic goals. That's so true. If you go after the external and the nice car or the shiny um, shoes or the big houses, like you're never going to be It's just another band-aid fix and a validation minutes, from a handbag. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, it is, though. Or societal expectations. Oh, if I have this Louis Vuitton exactly. bag, I look great. Do you know, like, when in reality... Who cares? Like, exactly. Who cares? Like, and there's a great thing that you will never be remembered by what you had, but by, but by how you made somebody feel. And that is really true. Like, like, but that's a hundred, that's so true. Like, that's why I strive to be a teacher. Like, the kids leave school and they're like, do you know what? She helped me. She really believed in me and she pushed me to my abilities. Like, that's yeah, my goal to not as a, a teacher. To not be afraid to stand up and say, look, I'm going to have to give this person extra help or this. I need to approach it differently with this person. Yeah. Or even to approach me and be like, you know, X, Y, and Z's going on in my life and I'm not coping. Do you know, either. Do you know, like, I want them to feel that well, comfortable I have a thing with my in kids my classroom. If they get into the car after school, you know, and they're quiet. I'll, I'll always say, look, what's going on? Why are you quiet? And they go, nothing. So I pull the car over. And I'm like, right, yeah. well, until nothing comes out, we'll just sit here. And... But that's good because it's training them from a yeah, young but the age trick behind to express it is, is how that they're feeling. They have to get it. So any big conversation I've ever had with my two has always been in the car. Because then when we open the doors, the negativity leaves. It never oh. comes inside <laughs> the four walls of our house. That's that's a good thing, so though. So it kind of creates a safe space. But you also have to stand over your word of if you say it's a judgment-free zone, it genuinely has to be. Regardless of whether your ego is hurt, you kind of just have to stand yeah. through with it. I definitely agree. Like, I don't think people should say, like, I remember when I first got inspected, I cried. I cried in front of my inspector because, like, all my, all the positive things, she was like, oh, you're really good. You have the potential of being an amazing teacher. But I didn't know the play well enough. And she was like, you need to know that better. And, that's like, the only I thing you heard, personally, really. Whereas but, now yeah. I've... Yeah, but now I've evolved in the sense that I'm actually well able to take constructive criticism and I know she's only doing yeah, that to make Yeah, and that's a new learned behaviour, right? So you've now learned to sit and listen to everything that she said and take the positive out of everything. But that's another... Yeah, look for the solutions in the shit. Yeah, I always say the same. There's more than one positive to every negative. You just have to sit and see. Definitely. Okay, so that's been an absolute pleasure. Thank I really you enjoyed so, it. You so broke my podcast virginity. I actually really enjoyed it as well. You should definitely make your own podcast. <laughs> no problem. Listen, I will drop you a text later, but thanks so much for doing it. Take care, Jade. Perfect. Bye. Thanks so much for doing it.